0: Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Minute with Mark. I'm going for it again, the car cast, where just in a little, I'm in route to a cigar bar that I work out of and enjoy. And usually I make a phone call to a friend and just use this time for catching up. And I probably will stay that way. But my theory was why not talk to like a few thousand people? And have something that can maybe have legs after basically redeem this car time in a little bit broader audience than just a single friend which you know will probably wear out first rule for not a rule first idea is to give yourself into trends um, or just massage this idea a little bit is a lot of us will thrive in a routine and then a lot of us will be bored in a routine, we will deactivate in a routine. Our minds will shut down in routine. So a lot of us, we don't even know. It's hard to find a preference. Okay, this is why follow this a little bit in terms of productivity. You want to be super. If you're out listening to this, you're likely wanting to be super productivity um, minded, super achievement orientated, a high contribution to the world. And one of the ideas is to kind of find the sweet spot and the stride in your productivity. Well, preference is very, your ability to accurately know your preferences for productivity are based on basically the plethora of options you've tried. And this is the same with eating. Like we don't really know what's going to power and fuel us the best till we screw around with the routine. You know, it wasn't until I got rid of oatmeal and eggs in the morning, replaced it with steak, replaced it with fish, replaced it with supper for breakfast. It wasn't until I did that over a year ago that I realized, Holy crap, that is a cornerstone pack that gives me sustained energy throughout the day and lessens my, lessens my, um, Crashing because when I was doing oatmeal and eggs by 11:30, I'm famished, and I'm reaching for something. It just didn't have enough, didn't have enough sustenance. So now, I can do spaghetti in the morning. I'll do like this morning. I had two lamb chops and a bunch of hash browns, half a chocolate bar with almonds, and an herbal mate, and it powers me through my workout. The whole. But here's my point until you try a bunch of options we're really not choosing our preference we're choosing just what somebody maybe told us would be a productive routine or whatever so one concept for productivity is to switch it up try working you know try the sit, the standing desk for a week or so that was a trend i gave myself over to it felt good i was standing and working um a few extra hours a day and then i realized my feet and my back, it just was not preferable. So I far rather would sit for 60 minutes or 90 minutes on a Focus, and then take a 20-minute walk, go longboarding, play tennis in the middle of the day, get my workout in. But I have screwed around with so many versions of productivity. Is it herbal mates your secret sauce? Is it coffee with a shot of espresso? Is it you know some energy drink concept? Is it You know, we don't know unless we're, we're kind of like hyper prototyping stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of value there to toy with different productivity things. So you can actually land and say, no, I prefer this. And I also understand that I prefer this modality for a limited time. And then I'm totally free to try some different modality. For instance, working at a coffee shop might light you up like you've never known but until you go try the coffee shop you're not going to know um i learned that tobacco is one of my best mental stimulants it's well it is a stimulant but i've learned that my mind and creativity it really it really pops open with tobacco and so but i've done non-tobaccos and i've done modafinil and then You know, you do so many days of modafinil and you can get a little dehydrated, you can get a little headache, you can get a little edgy, you can get a little angry. And so I learned that one modafinil a week on a super focused day, super day of work, is my preference. And I can probably only bring to the table on a sustainable basis two days a week or actually creating content working producing future materials producing campaigns versus just milling around inside my business and so i've learned that i'm pretty much i'm pretty much in silo and pretty much unreachable and pretty much not responding to anything day to day for a couple of the days in a week but then on another day i'm just simply in the pocket putting out fires responding to bullshit and just dealing with the realities of my business So my point in this total barrage of meandering is to maybe spark the idea of reaching and trying a whole bunch of new stuff. And maybe that's, you know, would drive you crazy and the thought overload would be crazy. Maybe it's just better to get to the office, stay in the routine, this and that. I've noticed in my own experience, the more, Powerfully creative people um, seem to be a little more milling around, switching it up a little bit, but I can't state that as a fact because I don't have quite enough data or knowledge on that. That's just my personal story. Well, anyway, we've got a few extra minutes left. Um, I've been getting really good feedback on these kind of short form podcast off the cuff stuff, talking about what's going on in our businesses. And I want to give a recommendation and i have not listened to one word of russell brunson's marketing in your car podcast but if you like um, active marketing and if you're engaged in marketing i would say like a first time skier you wouldn't take on a blue run you take on a bunny hill russell's material i'm guessing because i know how russell speaks i know his cadence i know his assumptions he speaks to the intermediate to advanced marketer so if you're in the pool swimming, not in the stands, right? So in entrepreneurship, especially with online, you can have a website, you can have a product, but really you can pack it in the stands and watch everybody else in the industry doing their thing and kind of become a fan or a it's almost like a fantasy on entrepreneurship where you, know, you start armchair quarterbacking people's mistakes and their phobias and their problems and you know this and that. It's very, very common for people to fall into that kind of place but russell is russell's podcast marketing in your car i've heard great things from people that are actively marketing so if you like very tactical things particularly on facebook conversions email follow-ups different types of ads blogs etc um russell's podcast is um i'm recommending it because i know russell well and he's he's just a legend he has tireless work ethic. He's an amazing family man. Uh, almost made the Olympics in wrestling, I think. So that might be that might be a worthy podcast for you to check out. And you know, I'm almost to my destination, and I'm I'm kind of feeling like this may be enough information. I have a ton of questions. You know, screw it. They're right here in my pocket. They're not in my pocket, but I'm at a stoplight and I have a bunch of questions from my last conference to uh, answer. People just, so what I do is I'll have every attendee write down, like, if you were here and you got one question answered and that was the question you really wanted, write that on a scratch piece of paper, pass it up, and then I fill in little 10, 20 minute segments answering these questions as best I can. So I'm just grabbing, I'll just grab a couple while we're going. So the question is, what's a good ad to clicks to opt in? ratio. Okay. Well, this is so industry dependent. This is a direct response question. Um, I'm going to refer to marketing in my car or marketing in your car. Russell Brunson will share a lot more on that, but I will give you a secret for advertising. It's a click by click from a seed to a tree. Okay. Now follow this metaphor from a seed to a tree on Facebook, your ad, should be a tiny seed that somebody just goes, ooh, I'm itchy to click and see what happens there. There's a little promise. It's a tiny little promise. It's a seven minute free video. It's a three minute explanation of how to host better webinars. It's seven foods you shouldn't eat in seven minutes. You'll be surprised to see. You know, it's some little tiny seed hook just to prove to, just to give yourself a chance to prove to the, to the clicker that you're authoritative, you're interesting, and you're helpful. So from the ad to the capture page, the real secret is you, your conversion ratio should be really high. Because once they click the ad, so let's just say it's seven-minute video shows three secrets on how to whatever, fill in the blank. Okay. When they come to the capture page, the capture page should only slightly grow that seed, just the tiniest bit. It's called congruence. It's a dominoes. But the dominoes are, are barely spaced and there's just a little bit more oomph as you go into this funnel and on this path. And so if it says three secrets, you know, a seven-minute video reveals three secrets for XYZ. When they click that ad, your capture page should say virtually nothing more than here it should either have a seven minute video showing those three secrets or it will say you know seven minute video it should be the identical ad but now they just put their email in there and they get it because they've already they're already in inertia to get the answer to that so where a lot of people make mistakes and it screws up their conversion um process a lot and it's rude right you 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 have some form of clickbait to get them to click and then you don't fulfill it. You switch, you do a crossover on them. You, you go incongruent, you pitch them something else. It's just, it's rude. It's wasting their time and the punishment will be low click through rates and high expensive leads and just confused people. So from your ad, which is a seed, just a little scratchy, itchy, kind of like an itchy thing that they click. The capture page should just expand that promise or that curiosity just a little wider. And then if they go to the next thing, which would be the sales video in most cases, it should really answer directly. And if they get there, you should say, you're watching this video because you probably saw an ad like this one on Facebook. And then you screenshot the ad that they clicked to start on that journey. And it said, then you you clicked on that and then you put in your email to get to this. So, thanks for your trust in that. I want to make it up to you and I want to show you the 3 XYZs right now. So, the first one is this, and then you teach and then you 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 educate. So, all sales, great sales is great education. Because that clicker has some problem, some unmet need, some dream fulfillment that's lacking that your product or service or whatever can provide, and your entire funnel should be one of continual growing up of the solution to what the ad, the initial tiny little seed answered and so by the time they're through your funnel and they've purchased your product they're now at kind of the end of that rainbow based on that ad but it started from a tiny seed and that seed stayed totally congruent to who it was growing into a little plant tree and then by the time they're purchasing it, it's a, it's a huge tree bearing fruits on its own. So that's, a, I wouldn't worry about what a good ad clicks to opt-in ratio is. It's a decent question. The deeper question is how can I make it a very itchy ad and a very evocative promise that I can cr- breadcrumb trail all the way to my product competently where they're actually on the ride enjoying the sequence of growing because when they get to the, to the sales video, if you've made good and you've, you did the seven minute video and it was powerful. And the next video was a 27 minute video and that was powerful. And now they're in the next one and it's a sales video and they realize, Hey, if I don't purchase the buck stops here, there was this big donation of a free will value that you gave them. All they gave you was attention, and an email address and some time they don't want that energy to stop do you understand so they don't they don't want that to stop if you've done a good job so the deeper question here is not or the answer to the question what's a good opt-in ratio you know let's say for at least at least 18 to 20% but that's not the right question the question can go a little deeper And it's how can I create a compelling, clicky, itchy ad that causes somebody, that prompts them to want to click and then stick. And then you grow the click and stick and you keep this open loop continually open for them to want to consume more information and more information and go further into this wormhole to get these new results. So, okay, hopefully something came out of that that was worth it. All right. If you started today, here's another question. If you start, I'm at another stoplight. What are the odds? If you started today as a total newbie, what's one or two things you would do to create anticipation marketing around? Uh, it's a little too, it's a little too detailed for this answer. Okay. Next question. How or when or how often do I write a honey post? How do I increase lead conversions for my business? Okay, so the idea of a honey post, well, I'm going to skip that one, too. Our our listenership is really broad, and so I don't want to narrow and pigeon it whole down to just some internet marketers. Okay, so this is good. This is regarding email follow-up. Is it better to email daily or weekly? How do you keep open rates high? Okay, so the secret to open rates is the sender name. It's not the subject line. A lot of people think it's the subject line. Um, Our highest converting subject line is marketing quote of the day or entrepreneurial quote of the day or prosperity quote of the day. Quote of the days just, they, they outflank pretty much every other thing possible and why goes back to this breadcrumb and this itchy thing. Everybody has time. Most people wake up in the morning and they live with a, With a deep global belief of their life that they do not have time they they live in that space of I don't have time so they have already predisposed now I'm not gonna dig into the existential reality that they've got time for all sorts of other things but it doesn't matter your job as a marketer is to deserve their time deserve their attention. And so what I've learned is quote of the day and, and how it happened was I was I get a ton of emails just like you probably get a ton of emails. And I noticed myself continually opening up Nightingale Conant's emails and but I, not anyone else's. Just Nightingale Conant. It's a personal development company. And I actually wrote copy for Nightingale Conan and had a great joint venture with them, with Joy Polish. And it was a really cool experience because it was a dream of mine years ago to write copy for him and I did that. Because I thought Nightingale Conan has the best ad copy, I think, in the entire world. And so it was a goal of mine to get to a point where I could write ad copy for them, which I did. Um, So it's good to have some visions out there in your life. But anyway, um, how often do I write, high increase conversions? okay back to the question what i everybody has time for a quote everybody has time for a minute everybody has time so to get higher open rates on your emails first make sure your sender name or your sender company is a purveyor of value it's a purveyor of inspiration it's a purveyor of education it's a purveyor of insight it's a purveyor of a different take, a different look, something that's not jargon, something that's original, fresh, serrated maybe. Whatever your style is, whatever your spice is, whatever it is that your unique value you bring to the world, just make sure that you as an entity, as a purveyor of that, make sure it's make sure it's got some spice. Make sure it's got some some pull, and then your sunder name will get opened more. And then you can mail Three times a day, you can mail once a day, you can mail once a week. It, it, there's no rule on that one at all. depends on the raven, ravis, the uh, expectations of your audience and how much they want to be mailed. And you'd be surprised that if you're inside of a passion niche, okay, and that, that's fitness is a passion niche, education of all forms on all subjects. There's people that can't get enough Civil War memorabilia you'd think they'd get sick of it. They just cannot get enough Civil War memorabilia. Guns. They cannot get enough information on guns. They cannot get enough information on hunting. They cannot get enough information on fishing. They cannot get enough information on Internet marketing. They cannot get enough information on how to raise a successful family. They cannot get enough information on how to improve their sex life. There's a certain passion niche that whatever you're in- there's unless it's just totally commodified and i'm you know unless it's just but even even if it is commodified even if you're selling corn because i know in particular i have one listener who sells corn to farmers they are infinitely interested in farming and getting good yields and having good relationships with their corn provider vendors so whatever you're in there is a white hot point center of interest and it's insatiable and it will never that fire will never go out and if you don't provide oak trees and if you don't provide kindle and if you don't provide um, fuel for their fire they're going to go somewhere else and find fuel for that fire and so on one hand if someone else is providing a better fuel um maybe do something else where you provide a unique fuel and you know do something that's that has the potential to be really powerful in their life you don't i mean whatever i'm not going to moralize what you do with your business but um the secret to how often you should mail is how often do you have something relevant to say right how often do you have an education piece that's like wow how often can another one of your buyers praise your product line and you share that so i would say more is usually better on mailing because people will open and you'll be able to find out all right well i'm gonna i'm here so i'm gonna call this a day hopefully there was some marketing practicality on that and i rambled a little bit in the early part of this podcast but i think we ended up going someplace decent in terms of uh, client follow-up and care all right much love Saya.